This is Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio with uh, Emily Dean and Alan Cochran. Text the show on 81215, follow the show on Twitter and Instagram. Hmm, hmm, hmm. <laughs> Frank on the radio. <laughs> Oliver Hardy. And uh, email the show via the Absolute Radio website. Mm. Mm. Hmm. Have you ever travelled in uh, the southern parts of the United States of America? (laughs) Oh, yes. Let's say a waitress delivers something and and you say, oh, thank you very much. They go, "Mm mm-hmm. Oh, do they? (laughs) Yeah. That's good. Yeah, like it's a standard sort of... uh, you know, like prego, I think they say in Italy, if you say Oh, yeah. It's like that. Right. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Maybe I'll start using it all the time. Maybe I won't. Got a career to think about. I think, mm-hmm. yeah, you might sound a bit creepy. Yeah, there's that. <laughs> there is that. <laughs> something I have to constantly take into uh, account. Can I start? I, we, we're going to start we, uh, before we go to the outside world yeah. or whatever. Oh yeah. I just, um, you know, I'm a big fan of the part work. Yes. Genre, oh, aren't yeah. you? Um, a part work in case I'm surprised to admit I, when I use this phrase in normal conversation people often say to me what's a part work yeah. and it occurred to me this week is it a pun on artwork no Ooh, okay no. next um, so a part work is one of these magazines that you buy over weekly and it builds into um, you get binders for them and stuff and they build into whatever encyclopedias or often like there's one um, there's Doctor Who figurines um, oh. part work one of which let I let me bought. know where I can get well I did from. bought you one for your birthday <laughs> with a pirate <laughs> captain <laughs> <laughs> um, so, uh, so so that is one and there was one my favourite ever one I think was um Victorian delivery vehicles. Oh, that's right, yeah. Which everyone was a small model of this uh, Victorian delivery vehicle. I suppose a standard one would be like a, a, a battleship or a, a sort of um, maybe some kind of uh, astronaut type vehicle. Yeah, this isn't. Spaceship, this, that's what they're called. That's it. <laughs> it's a, I was thinking of we one of those um, surface jeeps. But yeah, you're right, space. Um, well, that's a, a relatively new phenomenon when you build something. It used to be right. you just like I had a thing called Story of Pop, which is was a brilliant oh, yes. Yes. encyclopedia of pop music, as it turned out. Anyway, this week I bought mm. my son, who is seven, part one of Build Your Own X Wing. Excellent. Which is an X-wing, as you may know, is what um, when you divorce someone and you they won't leave the house. Mm. <laughs> That's where they live. Right, yeah, okay. in the house. The X-wing could have more than one <laughs> living there, couldn't it? Uh, um, I suppose. That, I suppose in a, there's probably in a harem there's mm-hmm. probably yes. an X-wing. Yeah. Yes. The ones that don't get called upon anymore. Mm-hmm. Oh, that'd be quite nice, though. Oh, it'd be nice. I'd love... Do you know what? At That's... night, you take off the chiffon oh. trousers for the last time. <laughs> That would be a lovely way to end up. We'll just be in the harem, services no longer required. Exactly. Yeah. All the benefits, none it's, of the stress. You've done, you've yeah. done your, you know, you've served <laughs> your time. 
For as long as you've had a good continue, I feel like. And now I'll, I can just start getting my clothes from the back of the catalogue with the elasticated waist. Oh, that I don't be think lovely. there's a demotion <laughs> system where they drop down to a different standard of living like they suddenly get put into a chalet or something. Well, I like to think, you know, I'm an optimist <laughs> and I like to think that those, um, <laughs> those, uh, those Eastern leaders, that they had a heart after all. And um, then they thought, you've served me well, um, uh, Fatima. Yeah. And so you can go into the X, into the X Wing. Yeah. Anyway, the, the X Wing. The X Wing is it's what um Luke Skywalker flew oh. in um it's 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 like the good guys um fighter yes. craft in Star Wars. And um so it's ninety nine P part one. Daddy uh, Warbucks. Yeah. <laughs> Next week. Next week. How Next much? week it's at nine ninety nine. Oh, and get this. Bargain. There are a hundred parts. So you end up with an X wing, but you paid nine hundred and ninety <laughs> quid for it. But the best thing is, if you went in a shop and bought an X wing model for nine hundred ninety quid, people would say, "Well, I saw you coming. Did it have a big window? That shop. I saw you coming." <laughs> but the thing is. When you buy a model, you pay for labour. Yeah. You've built it. You yeah. have to build it as well. Yeah. Come on. Frank Skinner. Here's, here's a question, speaking of part works. I don't know if this is to do with part works, but it just reminded me of it. Mm. I had a, um, a sort of a box set, a vinyl box set of Elvis... Oh. Hits and stuff. <laughs> just sigh at the mention of Elvis. No, I, I love a bit of Elvis. Oh, okay. And there was a free piece of his clothing oh, that came with the uh, the records. No, it was, a li- it's had a, it was about uh, an inch and a half by an inch, and it had a serrated edge to it, like it had been cut with. What I believe they call pincing scissors, pinking shears, pinking shears, mm. and so. and uh, and they they said they'd gone in and they he'd handed over a large section of his wardrobe and they'd cut it into small parts and include. Can you think of any other example when a celebrity has sold something that had a free bit of their <laughs> life in it like that? Oh yeah, I obviously I, 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 I never did it again. To my, I mean, that was just a one-off. Thing. It just—it seems remarkable now that I bought a, a box set of vinyl with a, a piece of Elvis's clothing. It's extraordinary. It. Is there what? an air of suspicion to your query that actually he'd never been in the same room as this bit of fabric? No, was all done no, for that never crossed. That never crossed my mind. Well, bear no. in mind, Frank Skinner did an, an entire documentary, I've, as I've we seen, know. Yeah, I've seen yeah. said Can I say there was? It had a sort of a moss. It was mustard, sort of crimpoline mustard. Uh, right, the, the material, which was very Elvis in the. <clears throat> so you saw it and you thought, oh, yeah, it could happen. Doesn't get I more. Thought, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I thought Elvis. I could see Elvis in a in a in a suit made of this. Yeah. If you saw, can we ask? I twelve fifteen. Yeah. If you can think of any other examples of um, of the free clothing, also, I'm inclined to believe them bec- by the very nature of the fact that it was it was a mustard yellow. And what I think a fraud would have done would have shoved on some. Rhinestones or blue suede, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, to be fair, I think it might have been slightly before the the white jumpsuit 
era. I can't quite remember when I bought it. Okay. Some of his outfits would have been quite difficult to chop into small sections, I think. Just the fabric. Oh, it yeah. would have taken yeah. a while. Oh, yeah. So working on that Elvis, uh, <laughs> Elvis shirt, mate. Sadly, towards the end, that would yeah. have done. Some of it has still got a spare. Oh, no, come on. Come on. Not the... that mattress cover. <laughs> hey, come on. Stop it now. So, so have, have we heard from... Uh, we have heard from the outside world. Well, in fact, um, uh, well, I'll, I'll bring to your attention an email that I think is referencing last week and possibly the week before, because yes. um, we've been running a little uh, Frank uh, <gasps> correcting shows that he has seen, or correcting slash improving. Yes. Um, hi, Frank, Emily and Alan. Ree Frank's West End directorial debut, Andrew Lloyd Webber's The Sound of Music. Uh, can, I, can I just say now, as the background to this, that I met Andrew Lloyd Webber at an after show, after mm-hmm. um, The Sound of Music, and I, I said, can I just make a oh, suggestion? don't. Mm-hmm. It's awful. And he said, please don't. <laughs> so anyway, I did. It was about oh. the curtain call. And yes. then we had a, 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 an email from uh, Hannah who yes. said I was in that. And weirdly, the next day, he called us in out the blue to change the curtain call. So Thanks for telling us that, Hannah. Well, yeah, Hannah has uh, now replied again. Should we hold, should we hold yeah. on this? Sure. Because the fairs the is encroaching. I never said sure until I worked with Emily, and now I <laughs> say sure. Now I'm a person that says sure. That's I, what this show's done to me. I like it. <laughs> How long before you're going, mm-hmm? <laughs> Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Um, we were in uh, email corner, technically, I suppose. Oh, shall we? I wonder if I've still got the old... Uh... We haven't. Um... I think this is the one where I have to intercede. I think the idea is I yeah, go, yeah. email just before they say corner. Yeah. <laughs> we, we missed that. Yeah. Window of opportunity. It's a small... I mean, I'd be... There's more... It's more suited if I just said fruit, but we, we, it's not a fruit cause. Read the email. No. <laughs> uh, we're discussing Frank's uh, directing debut. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, Re Frank's West End directorial debut. It's AL- ironic, obviously, yeah. that. ALW's <laughs> The Sound of Music, that's Andrew Lloyd Webber's. I was an on-stage swing, brackets, which has nothing to do with Frank's S&M community, Emily can explain, <laughs> and the understudy for Liesl. Despite oh, that's a good part. <gasps> mm. oh. Good part. Is that 16 going on 17? She adds brackets, despite being 24 at the time when she's rather insistently 16 yes. going on 17. That's, that nice, that's nice, that's good prose, I like that. <laughs> I like Hannah. Yeah, she can write. Good use of insistently. Yeah. Rather Although, insistently, yeah. I don't think we should set a bar for people to be able to write this well to contact no, the show, otherwise no. we may receive a drop-off. Well, um, I, don't, I always think we've got some oh, smart ye. cookies out there. Yeah. Um, coincidentally, I also used to write for Melvin Bragg when oh, well, Bragg oh, presented well. the South Bank <laughs> Show Awards. Oh, welcome to the South Bank. <laughs> the great thing, you don't have to write any consonants. Yeah. Wow, he's oh, doing God. his Melvin Bragg impression. Yeah. Who did he do last week? The qu- Thatcher? <laughs> I think we got Prince his first Charles. ever Thatcher Prince last week. Prince Charles this week, maybe? Oh. Um, so I'm considering adding Frank to my CV as a major directorial influence. Oh. That'd, be, Hannah. I'd be, that'd be very proud of that. Hannah, <laughs> Hannah, Hannah, Hannah. So a swing, is, a swing is someone who does... Uh, 
understudies multiple parts. Is that right? Is that Excellent right? work, Skinner. Yes, I would say... I don't know if this is right, Hannah. Do correct me. Don't. Um, <laughs> but I would, I would think there was sort of an ensemble understudy. So also if the understudy understudies, what are you going to do? Oh, yeah. Um, so you get the swing on then. Do you see it? Yeah. I, I, if the understudy I, plays the part, sorry, not understudy. Yeah, I, I <laughs> think that the, the swing has to be across several Multiple parts. parts. It's, a to, it's a tough old... Uh, yeah. Mm. Yeah. And you know, it doesn't mean a, a thing if it ain't got swing. Yeah. Do up, do up, do up, do up. That's do what up, the song up. was about, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, that it was, was about that's, that's casting and musicals. It was like, if it ain't got that swing. So it was mm-hmm. about a specific swing they yeah. wanted for the part. Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, so um well that is uh informative. It is. It's been. I've really enjoyed the uh, Andrew Lloyd Webber and <laughs> responding to my uh, advice. It's, I wonder if he's heard it. It's been a very special thing for me. I must. What I, what I, I like about um, ALW is he likes a floral shirt, and he likes a done-up cuff. Mm. But the sleeve itself is quite blouson in between. There's a lot of fabric. Mm. Yeah. I think it's because he's a svelte man. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, that's the word on ALW. Any other any to, words on his clothes? He probably finds it hard to find grippy sleeves. Like, oh, grippy sleeves. Imagine asking for that in a shop. Yeah. Any grippy sleeve shirts? Oh, like you haven't. Yeah. Yeah. What a, the idea of, of him in the floral shirt it makes me think of if you found, if he fell asleep in a park and you like to have that, you'd feel, you might think that James May had, had, fought, had been had desiccated and uh, that was what was left of him. <laughs> Which would be an odd, I know it'd be an odd uh, conclusion to arrive at, but that's probably where I'd find myself. <laughs> Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Um, we were asking, well, I think this was a Frank Skinner-driven text in. You were asking if anybody has had parts of celebrities' clothing. As... Well, I wondered if the Elvis organisation, when they gave away free, a free piece of Elvis's clothing mm-hmm. with, a, with a vinyl box set, if that had ever been done before or since. I've never heard of it elsewhere. Well... <laughs> You're about to. Uh, We've had an email entitled Celebrity Clothing. (laughs) It begins, When growing up as a Roman Catholic, I used to receive as a gift a part of Padre Pio's clothing. Padre Pio's? Padre Pio, yeah. Yeah. Every year. I became an altar boy for a while and was given loads of these cards with a little slice of Pio's brown clothing, including limited edition ones when he had stigmata. I have so many. Oh, that was nasty. Result? (laughs) <laughs> I have so many that I'm sure if I got someone to sew them all together I would have his full wardrobe <laughs> or at least be able to make an Obi-Wan Kenobi robe um, it's, they've not, oh it's Douglas they've not named themselves and these but... were primary uh, primary relics can you, <laughs> or secondary relics can you explain <laughs> always oh, sorry. with the history <laughs> can you yeah. explain to the uninitiated about Padre Pio please yeah mm-hmm. pa- Padre Pio was a, a very holy man who um, he did have uh, he did have stigmata which I know makes people he used to wear like leather what they used to call step toe gloves you know those fingerless gloves did he to cover up to cover up the scars so it didn't frighten people off also gloves seen in early episodes of EastEnders 
you know, Padre when they're Pio on the market was. stall, the oh, yeah. gloves, because oh, yeah. they still need to get the change, but they want warm hands. Except, so. Yeah, out of the leather pouch. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, um, Graham Greene, who was a Catholic, but a very, quite a cynical... Absolute radio. Quite, quite a bad... <laughs> <laughs> Graham Greene was Power quite... the glory. He was Graham quite, Greene uh, and Padre Pio. He, he was quite a cynical Catholic. He wasn't <laughs> like your conventional Catholic. And he went to... Um, he uh, Padre Pio... Uh, preach and he, he, he said he spoke for about 10 minutes and he said and he was pretty amazed and he was very impressed and when he went outside he realised he'd been in there two and a half hours wow. so he must have had something going but so, so you get primary relics which are actually things that have touched the the person the saint mm. or you get um, secondary that are things that have touched things that have touched <laughs> Like I'm one of those. <clears throat> yeah. What about um does Padre Pio when was he around then? Speaking of the saint, just a second. Uh, well, sort of that sort of great he didn't die that long oh, okay, ago. Okay, fine. Yeah. Um Graham Graham not Graham Green, uh, uh, the saint, Roger Moore. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. I heard the other day, um <laughs> Stevie <laughs> Wonders. Sti- Stevie Wonders, um, my Sharia Moore. And I just thought that w- Roger Moore's ex-wife could have brought out a cover of that called Marjorie R. Moore. Oh, yeah. And uh, <laughs> that would have, uh, I think, gone uh, right up the chart. <laughs> Marjorie R. Moore. <laughs> yeah. Well, there you are. If there's anyone out there who's going out with someone called R. Maybe uh, Tina Moore who went out with Bobby Moore. Yeah. She, she could bring it out. Mm. Yeah, it's not. Ben Moore. Uh, is that, uh-huh. It's got to be harder. Okay. Yeah. Oh, just so strict. Strange rules that you seem to have made up. <laughs> well, I think they, you know, they come with the. Got to be hard. Look, if you're going to have a project, you've got to have um, <laughs> perimeters. Frank Skinner. Absolute Radio. Now. Yeah. I went to. Um, I went to see West Brom play Blackburn Rovers last week. And um, as you know, uh, 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 a character that we've spoken of many times on this show is Boiler Man, Mm -hmm. who is a sort of... He's he's one of the mascots. I don't know if he'd... uh, The the official mascot of West Bromwich Albion is Baggy Bird, which is a a man in a giant thrush Mm -hmm. outfit. Stay here. Mm-hmm. Now we'll leave it there. Mm-hmm. And um, and then Boiler Man is a combi boiler. Yeah. Um, I'm surprised you think this needs explaining, but yeah. No, well, some people might not know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's simply that. He's simply a white combi boiler on legs. Now, I wouldn't yeah. describe it as the most ornate mascot. Exactly. No. And you know what? That's what I love about it. For mm-hmm. me... Boiler Man has got an element of uh, Marcel Duchamp's urinal. Yes. And it's like found art. Mm-hmm. They haven't done anything to the boiler. <laughs> They've just presented it. Yeah. The way Andy Warhol would say, I know you see these things every day, but if I take them in isolation and put them in the gallery, you'll see yeah. that they are beautiful. Sadly, I don't think the Boiler Man has had quite the same impact on the art world as no. uh, Marcel Duchamp. Well, he has it. He has it now, <laughs> But um, what they've done... One this, person in your house. I have, to, I have to confess that that was the first home game I've been to this season. Right. Yeah. Uh, and um, 
What they've done is they've put stripes on Boiler Man to make him look more okay. West Bromwich Albion. We play blue oh. and white stripes, so they've put blue stripes on him. Has he got the white uh, tights still? Still got the it's white tights. getting tie. nippy this time of year. So. But mm-hmm. I, um, I, I felt disappointed and uh. dejected that they've tampered yeah. with the perfection of Boiler Man. With the boiler. You don't want to tamper with the boiler. You guarantee you he won't it's, work. Yeah. Now he looks more like a football mascot because he's got, you know, a stripe, uh, for all intents and purposes, a stripey <laughs> shirt. He looks like a football yeah. mascot that you've drawn on an etcher sketch. Yeah. Because he's got, like, straight lines. But, but he's uh, not... Hang on. Boiler Man, if you're listening. Respect. But you are no longer a boiler. No, that's the trouble, you see. You don't get combi boilers like that, or unless they've... You do get combi boilers. Hang on, let's go to Adrian Charles's house, because I wouldn't be surprised. Well, he might have, a, he might have a, a, a blue and white stripe boiler. But maybe they've started producing them, which would be tremendous news. But um, that I, nice. I, I was... I'll tell you what, as well, is that when I saw him near to Baggy Bird, the, the original thrush, who, of course, <laughs> wears a blue and white striped shirt... Yeah. I just wonder if Baggy Bird now doesn't think that Boiler Man is maybe treading on his uh, talons yeah. a bit. Because uh, it's just, I tell you what it reminded me of. <laughs> I doubt if anyone else on the ground <laughs> thought this. It reminded me of once on Strictly, um, it went to Darcy Bossel. <laughs> this is in the, the Bossel era. It went great to days. Da- <laughs> Can I just say great days? Yeah, it went to... In da- so many ways. Uh, so it went to Darcy Bustle for a score. Yes, very you. And Darcy Bustle said, seven! And oh. Len oh. looked at her oh. as if, how you have usurped my catchphrase. <laughs> it was I'm going to find that clip on YouTube there. dagger. Oh, wow. He didn't take it well at all. I mean... It's, it's as if Len had got up and done some fabulous balletic pirouette <laughs> and Darcy had gone, hey, come on, that's my yeah, area. Yeah. But that's what I felt it was like. That I, right. Why tamper with the perfection of, that is Boiler Man? It's a shame, really, that the sponsor is a boiler because if they were going to eventually put a, a football strip onto the sponsor's mascot... Had it been an immersion heater, they wear jackets anyway, Good don't point, they? Yeah. Oh, yes. So if they'd managed to get an Good immersion point. heater What's sponsor an immersion heater? and had immersion um, heater man, yeah. they could have just, just put say, a football top on that. Oh, can I say as well, I just feel they've, um, they've lost the surreal element yeah. to Boiler Man, which was what we loved about it's him. Like, it's, it's like the new Mini. You know, don't all the new Beetle, Volkswagen Beetle, yeah. don't lose the classic design, mm-hmm. the classic simple design that we all um, we all uh, love. Oh, I'll cancel that surgery then. <laughs> <laughs> you get your money. <laughs> this is Frank Skinner. Frank Skinner. This is Absolute Radio. This is Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio with uh, Emily Dean and Alan Cochran. You can text us on 81215, follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at Frank on the Radio, or email the show via the Absolute Radio website. Try that. Um, we did actually have an email during the week. I found it on my Friday night trawl. You know I scroll through the Friday night emails. Oh, yeah. Sometimes go back even to Thursday if I feel like it. Oh. Uh, hi. Well, that's the thoroughness so that I bring. perimeters. <laughs> That's the Do you know thoroughness. what? The man's forensic. Absolutely. Hi, Alan, Emily, and Frank. Frank's issue last week with how he could fulfil his promise to only wear an Ashes T-shirt 
reminded me of when people were generally outraged that Paddy Ashdown would not eat his hat as promised. Yes, I was one of the people outraged. I remember that. you were. Don't make a promise like that. Are there any other examples where a promise was impossible to uphold? Seems like simpler times that people were outraged that Paddy Ashdown for not well, eating a hat. Yeah. To be, well, they did. Yeah. I remember they they brought him a hat cake on Question Time uh, or something, yeah, which that's... felt like an appalling compromise. Yes. <laughs> I mean, had, top, had... collapsible top hat or nout. He hadn't been mm. forced into it. He said, "If we get, if if we get." If we less lose, votes I think, than yeah. that. He said, if we get that those that many votes or less, I will I'll eat, eat my, my hat. It was very distinct. I think there were two. I think someone else said they'd eat their hat. Oh, yeah. Might, might have been yeah. No, I, well, I believe <laughs> it, um, it's to do with Char- one of the Charleses, is it? I think it was oh, to do it? with... Um, I'm going to... I'm sorry, this is not interesting radio. Hey. But I, I believe it is. Well, one of our readers will tell us anyway. What, oh. the Eat My Hat? Yes, thing? I think that's where it stems from. I thought there'd be uh, some sort of goat. Goat <laughs> influence in it. You think so? Yeah. <laughs> I don't mean greatest of all time. I mean a goat. All oh, right. An actual goat. <laughs> They're big hat. They always eat their straw hats. Yeah. In, yes. uh, in uh, old black and white movies. Yeah. They love, oh God, they love those. I was thinking, you know, these uh, the part work I was talking about. I was getting a bit obsessed with that part yeah, work. Why don't, why don't they have more practical part works, like build your own combi boiler? Yeah. Wouldn't oh. that be brilliant? I mean, it would put a lot of corgi registered gas fitters out of work. Oh, well, you know. <laughs> Always com- with an eye on the practicalities, yeah, man. Pra- it's your pragmatism that I love. Thank you. I, I just <clears> well, That would be... Uh, you'd actually have a boiler at the end of it that you'd built yourself. Yeah. Mm. In, like, install your own cannula. I was once in yeah, a... Really, I trust that. <laughs> I was once in a taxi and the guy told me that he did all of his own car servicing and I thought... I feel less comfortable in the vehicle now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Some amateur. Yeah. <laughs> Been tinkering. Yeah. We don't like that. Do people still have a prang in their car? Or oh, yeah. I've yeah, heard I that word for a long time. Prangs are still going. Oh, people yes, still have a prang. I believe people have adopted the Americanism, like like so often, the fender bender. Oh. Oh. Yes. Now, my, uh, my seven-year-old on the way to school this week uh, said to me, was talking about going to the fair and casually referred to cotton candy. Oh, what? <laughs> I mean, where... Goodness me. What the... <sighs> yeah. I, I, I hope you corrected him. I'm, I did. I'm surprised he's <laughs> even heard the phrase cotton candy. Oh. Anyway, here we are. Thank you, Dan. We better get used to this. Yeah. yeah. Now we're going to become the 51st state. <laughs> 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 yeah. Anyone else? Well, we did have. Um, oh, have you shared the uh, boy? You shared the boiler man now. No. Oh, I'll go for it then. Uh, boiler man is Joe, one of our neighbours. This from five zero eight. Oh, he's a good lad. <laughs> so it's Spoilers. Funny thing I never. <laughs> yeah, I just feel a bit oh, of a spoil. I, I don't know if I'm enjoying I this glimpse behind Birmingham's. the curtain. Um, doesn't get too hot and bothered. I can tell you. His legs look a bit skinny in those tights, though. Oh, I don't know. I, I think they're all right. They're not... I mean, I don't see them, you know what I mean? I have a willing suspension of yes. disbelief. Yeah. For me, Good it's, for just, you. It's, just a, it's just a boiler. <laughs> yeah. By the way, we were talking earlier about... I, I mentioned uh, my Cherie Armour. Oh, you did. 
And uh, I, we were, me and Emily were both saying, when I thought of my Sharia Armour, my yeah. first thought, as, as it, Emily's was when I mentioned, was um, the story that uh, I, I've, I've told on the show before. <laughs> Just for those of you who haven't heard, it's a shame not to share. <laughs> um, I saw Roger Moore speak at the Cheltenham Literature Festival and he told the story of when uh, the, the, the great British film actor David Niven died, who was a close friend of his, and they both lived in the south of France at the time. Um, that Roger Moore went to his house and his wife, who was obviously in some distress, was outside. There's a lot of photographers and press. And when Roger Moore arrived, she pointed at him and said, this is the man, it's friends like this, that's what killed David. It's these kind of people that killed David. You know, he was... he was, And Roger Moore said, he was, I was absolutely furious. He said, I went up to her and said, get inside or I'll kill you. <laughs> and uh, it, it just, as, as bereavement... Counseling goes. We just thought it was uh, pretty, but uh, yeah, I can I cannot separate Roger Moore from that anecdote. <laughs> it is impossible. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. I tell you what, boys, I've been binging this week on Parliament Netflix. Live. Oh. TV. Parliament Live TV. Wrong, my friend. Oh, yeah. It's the best reality show ever. I've become a bit obsessed. It's like my only wears Essex, ParliamentLive.tv. I found myself saying the other day, I thought, oh, I'll just get home. I've got, I, can, uh, I can squeeze in an hour. And I looked <laughs> through the catch-up and I fa- honestly found myself thinking, oh, I've seen that Home Affairs Committee one at 1008. <laughs> I honestly had seen it before. Brilliant. And then I thought, oh, maybe I'll see it again. Was it a good one? <laughs> it, it wasn't the best. They've done right. better work. But I also, what I like is switching between Lords and Commons. Mm-hmm. Wow. Because sometimes you fancy a bit of green leather, sometimes some red leather. You know what yeah, that's well, like, yes. Frank? It's certainly true. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know there was... Uh, is it like on... Um, <laughs> The, the the match choice on Sky, you can go to one or the other. The red type scenario. Yeah, I didn't know that. I switch between the houses. There ought to be a green mm. button. Yes. Frank well. switches between the houses. He's got, <laughs> he's got one in every city centre he's ever visited. Nicholas Manhoog's fault. Some landlord. He's not, by the way. He's very responsible. Property as far owner. as we um, know. Can, yeah. Um, but I like switching between the two, or oh, as they call it, the other place. Oh, yes, they? they do. Which is the thing they also do with public school, with Eaton and Harrow. Oh, he went to the right other place. Way. He oh, went to the other they? place. It's the, they, they, it's, it, they won't name it. I like that. Eaton people won't say Harrow and vice versa. I quite like some of these little traditions. <laughs> yeah, what, Boris would, Johnson what would be got your other for, place? Oh, um... <laughs> Uh, Murfield High School, I don't think they had to, no. like a local rival. Maybe Batley Grammar or something. Uh, Shall yeah. I do mine? Uh, the comedy <laughs> rule suggests I do mine because then I'm sure Frank's going to deliver. <laughs> no, I'm not. Um, no. I will do... My other place was a school called South Hampstead High School for Girls. Oh. I mean, should we talk about Capital Radio? <laughs> the, other, <laughs> the other place. That's our other place. Well, Frank, what was your other place mm. school-wise, by the way? Um, I, oh, it was Albury Grammar. Of course. Which, because uh, we were a tech school, which was for kids who they thought might become like foremen. Yeah. And oh. stuff like that. But Albury Grammar was, you know, it's a yeah. grammar school, so. So I've been switching around. So we had to beat them unmercifully on their yeah. way home. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, seems wrong now. At the time, yeah. it made absolute sense. Totally. 
Okay, I didn't envisage things going in that direction. Oh, yeah. So, um, Absolute Sense would be a good uh, channel for Absolute to start, wouldn't it? I could imagine you <laughs> having a show on Absolute Sense. sense Al. <laughs> follow, follow the rules of the three-lane motorway system. <laughs> no, I would so listen to that. No, but I tell you what, maybe not, maybe not a absolute channel. Sense. But yeah. I would. I, what I would like is on the show instead of an advert, you just yeah. have a thirty-second when Alan comes on and just says something which is no nonsense comedy. Yeah, yeah. And oh, no. No, it's time for more Absolute Sense with Alan Cochran. Yeah, spend less than. You yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then you've got just that. I, that's what I want, Al. Oh, that would be... That'd be so oh. right for uh, for post-EU yeah. Britain. That's what we need. Yeah, Al, Al really, you can, you can have that. <laughs> you write that up as a treatment. I look forward to hearing it. <laughs> Oh, Frank, the cake I've got in front got of cake. me. It's absolutely... It's it's uh, the, the producer's, uh, Sarah, it's her birthday today. Oh, yeah, well. she's uh, 16. <laughs> and... Um, oh, well, that, that's how old they are. There's no... I mean, it doesn't count when they're that Is it age. Wednesday? Birthday. The birthday. And the show birthday is today Faye, or next Saturday. Faye, the assistant producer. Is that the official title? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, she has made a cake in the Bake Off tradition. And, mm-hmm. oh, my goodness, it's a... It's a cracker. Yeah. Um. Oh, it's creamy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, a really nice sort of cake you could maybe kill yourself on, just eat the whole cake. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but let's not do that. The actual into, birthday um, is when? Is it Wednesday? Okay. We're tiptoeing into radio cricket here, aren't we? Where they discuss cake for ages. Yeah, that's do they? they get sent a lot of cake yeah. on do the they? test match special. Yeah. Don't feel like we should invade their turf for too long. No, certainly mm. not. Discussing cake. Oh, wow, well, you've gone a bit uh, Frank Skinner, yeah. the Andrew Lloyd Webber musical. <laughs> no, it's... <laughs> so, uh, so, meanwhile... Yeah, meanwhile over, in the House of Commons. Meanwhile over... Do you want to go... Do you want to press the red button or the green button? Well, you, to you? You're, you're the one who's... You're our... <laughs> um, political correspondent this week. <laughs> well, that's because I'm so obsessed by it. Um, but I noticed, I mean, it won't have escaped your notice, even if you weren't quite as obsessed as me, that there were quite a lot of... It was quite a season opener. Yeah. I have to say, I've been doing gigs this week. Um, have you? Local, just local, trying, mm. out, trying out stuff, gigs. Mm. And uh, I say just, in many ways, they are the most important gigs of all. Yeah. But... Uh, I have been um, racing home to get uh, that on. Yeah. Oh, all the highlights, or yeah. I will come over. Yeah, <laughs> it's. Um, they also have just a standard highlights show, like yeah. match of the day. Mm-hmm. That's uh, what they should do. It'll come. Mm. But anyway, but there'll never be another period like this when the news has been oh. so electric every day, new stuff all the time. Oh man. You know, um, we heart news on this show. Yeah, we do heart news. Can, so. can I say the speaker is coming into his own? Because this well, is his that. moment. <laughs> That's how much he's loving it. He's really not living up to his name, though. He's quite a shouter. <laughs> well, what I like is he also... he. He's dispensed with the traditional... There used to be a bit of a buckle-my-shoe vibe going on, didn't mm. there, with the official costume of the speaker. Oh, yeah, yeah. He's gone more for the um, Foxton's area manager... Who's trying mm. to just, um, you know... The colourful sh- tie. Yeah. He's showing yeah. that they're not stuffy. No, exactly. Estate agents. 
I love that people think a colourful tie will well, that will show that their character is um, zany. But you've pointed this out before, Frank, many times that he doesn't. I mean, it's not. It's not even in the same postcode as the word order when he really no. gets going. No. When he's really angry, it's order. Other, yeah. other. Well, that was the Scottish one previous. Other. No, Burko's doing it now. But, but what you're, what I like Burko's is when they it. have uh, the eyes and the nays, and then he goes division, division. <laughs> I love that. It's like being taught maths by Brian Blessed. Mm. Oh, I wish that the man who did the football results would do <laughs> would say and uh, do the Premier League, and and then uh, and now division one, and then do that yeah. as a result. Oh, that would be good. Well, he did it this Especially week. Especially if somebody had won a game using seven. He could do, oh, all. He could he do could all the voices. Work his way through there. <laughs> he yeah. got upset because um, Boris Johnson, um, he didn't mind him swearing. He didn't mind the chlorinated chicken remark to mm-hmm. Jer- Jeremy Corbyn. But what he, he, he didn't him. mind, Big Girls Blouse, you don't name people in the chamber. No, it's a, it's a weird old thing that the worst thing you can say that. to someone is their name. I've never noticed in all those yeah. years that they speak about my honourable friend yeah. and the person opposite and, and the also, member of parliament. They never name them. I'd never noticed, but since my uh, binging on ParliamentLive.tv, yeah, my right honourable friend is only someone in your party. Yeah. So yeah. my the honourable gentleman, or when they give them the full, the honourable member for yes. Clapham North, etc. Yeah. That's a bit of an insult. Well, I the think. speaker does this thing, doesn't he, when he says, well, um, I, perhaps the member for <laughs> Oswestry thinks it's all right to stand up and stamp his feet. Well, it certainly is, and I'm sure he knows he's a perfectly friendly chap most of the time. It's really the weirdest other planet. The other oh, the place. place. <laughs> yeah, it is. The, 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 the planet posh. <laughs> We were talking about, well, if you're in the House of Commons, obviously the other place, the Red Chamber. (laughs) In the Lords, what I enjoy about watching the Lords is when someone's obviously been there for some time but hasn't quite mustered up the courage to speak yet um, and they think this is my... This is my big moment. Uh, Alan Cochran. Martin Alan Cochran just compared it to uh, uh, what did you say? I was the panelist. Someone on their first of eye news for you. Just yes, I watching like it all take place. <laughs> yeah. It's a very good point. That's exactly what it's like. There was a bloke, was I can't remember it was. He was in the House of Commons for like thirty years, and he only ever spoke once, and it was to ask to have a window opened. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, on the, uh, on the protocol of not using people's names, I do think perhaps it might be the era to change that because we've got two leaders who have got great nicknames for being used, Bojo and Jezza. Yeah. Like, if they're going to allow it at any time, much better than... I wouldn't like them to go to Bojo and Jezza, though. And start with a fist bump and maybe a oh, high five. No. Let's like, fight well, also, what about Too much modernising from Alan. I mean, there's not nearly <laughs> enough use of defeffle which is Boris's middle name. Yeah. Imagine that was your middle name. 
His actual oh, name, yes. isn't it, is De Alexander. Fefel. His name's not Boris. It's Alexander Boris de Feffel. Yeah. From the German de Feffel. De Feffel. Because, um, Sounds like you're at a German uh, cocktail party and they're passing around the snacks. De Feffel. <laughs> been a lot of middle names knocking about. Robert, Robert Gabriel Mugabe. He was oh, in the, uh, I did, I he's in the I, news. I didn't know that. Gone one. but not forgotten. Uh, <laughs> wow. Wow. Um, <laughs> Jacob Rees-Mogg, his wife's maiden name is Dichere. Is that right? Yeah. <laughs> Which, uh... I know. I know. Yeah. What, I know what You've, it sounds like. Yeah. Dichere, though. Yeah. He must have, uh... Yeah. Sit on. Yeah, exactly. He must have sat on Dichere <laughs> for the time. Yeah. Um, but the, I, think, I love posh names. They're an absolute void of discovery. They really are brilliant. Yeah. I mean, that bloke, it was Norman St. John Stevers. So it was always called Norman St. John Stevers. Well, that's yeah. a posh thing, isn't it? Is, but Ian they St. John. Trick you. Ian Sorry, St. Frank. John, who played for Liverpool, was never called Ian St. John. No. Funny that. Yeah. No, they, they, posh people trick you with names, don't they? But they never get. Surely, if you're going to go for. You're probably following St. John the Baptist as the original. Yeah. It was never called St. John the Baptist, no, ever. Not to <laughs> well, my it's knowledge. like um, Chumley, isn't it? Chomley. Yeah, which is spelt Chomley. Oh, is it? You s- oh. <laughs> On the posh front, I noticed that someone describing Boris Johnson as mm. the Bullingdon boy prime minister. Mm. Now, he was a Bullingdon boy how long ago? Yeah, yeah. A long time ago. I was ago, thinking that that's like years, calling maybe. me the Wings fan club comedian. <laughs> <laughs> Um, we've had an email. We were discussing uh, Roger Moore. Oh, Get yes. inside or I'll kill you. Uh, to Frank and the Saturday oh, Assemblage. Oh, Did you know that Roger Moore came from Streatham in London, but it wasn't posh enough, so he used to pronounce it as St. Reatham? No. I don't know if that's true. <laughs> that can't be true, can <laughs> Yes. I think I've heard that before. I've heard St. Reatham. I think if I lived near uh, Streatham for a while, and people say that, like, jokingly, mm, but mm. I didn't know that it was Roger Moore's um, thingamabob. I, did you know that Roger Moore is the sign <laughs> over the door when you enter Strictly Come Dancing <laughs> studio? Oh, dear. <laughs> Can I ask, um, what would this be? Etymology, is it the, yes. uh, the origin the of origin. words? The um, origin. The, there was a point where um, Boris Johnson, the Prime Minister, seemed to mouth um, to um, Jeremy Corbyn, the leader of the opposition, um, you great big girl's blouse. Mm-hmm. And this has been uh, picked on whether it was, you know, uh, I don't know, uh, whether it was misogynistic or homophobic or whatever. But anyway, it's a phrase that I first heard, and I don't know if it's originated there, but in the 70s, there was a uh, popular sitcom called Nearest and Dearest. Right. Which starred Hilda Baker and Jimmy Jewell as a brother and sister who had inherited oh. their father's pickles factory in uh, Lancashire. It happens. Ah, oh, it's a proper working class sitcom, like Yoni used to get then, really. <laughs> and uh, she used to call him 
a big girl's blouse. Not great big. Great big girl's blouse spoils the rhythm of it, I think. Right. Drop the great. Oh, so was she responsible for the... Was she the originator? I'd, I'd never heard it before. So she, that was a regular thing that she would call her brother in it whenever he, yeah. whenever he showed a, a lack of resolve. Uh-huh. Yeah. And he would call her, I believe, a not-need-knack-and-old-cartals. <laughs> right. Um, that, and those were the two catchphrases. Every sitcom <laughs> then had a catchphrase yeah, yeah. or two. There was also a, there was an incontinent elderly uncle Is called this one Walter. Oh, yeah. yeah, and no, she no. used to go, "Have you been, Walter? <laughs> Walter, have you been?" <laughs> um, I wish he'd use that in the. Uh, that would be great. Yeah, but I think that that might have been the origin of Big Girls Blouse. Do you think so? Um, yeah, I'd never oh. heard it before. That's relatively recent. People then. will let us know. Yeah. I don't, you see, I'm 12, happy with 15. that phrase. I don't mind it. Some people said they thought, but some people said they thought it was potentially a bit sexist or something. But I think um, Jezza missed a bit of a trick there because he should have just come back with, I think that what is the male equivalent would be all mouth and no trousers, I would say. That's not, you don't hear that one very often. Mm. Well, exactly. Also, I think Jeremy has decided that um, he do- Jeremy he's, not, he's not going to join <laughs> in with that because when he was called a, a chlorinated chicken, <laughs> he didn't he didn't come back with anything. Why are um, why are chickens to... invoked for um, for for cowardliness? What 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 is know. it in there? They do scamper if you go into a if you go into a. Pen. Right. You're going to say KFC. Coop. I don't know the last time you entered a coop. I haven't entered a coop or a coo. <laughs> yeah. Many a year. They're very um. Are they timid creatures? I think they. They all. They do all run away. Certainly. They get, they get linked to cowardliness and headlessness. They're the two sort of. Oh, it's well, not I fair. Think... They must have some. Pol- Someone needs to do their PR. No. Because they. I mean, mm. when have you heard people say as. As brave as a chicken, as beautiful as a chicken. Yeah, never, never say that. But the chlorinated chicken, which is, I like that that had got a good rhythm for an insult, chlorinated chicken. And also it's based on the fact, you know, that that if we trade with America, we'll have Mm. to start eating chickens that have been cleaned with this sort of chlorine type formula to get there. Mm. Which I, I uh, how they get the claw? I, I imagine them using the the chickens at the pool <laughs> as floats. Yeah. yeah, you know, if, you can imagine if you held the two legs. This is exactly one of the advantages that the Brexiteers keep mentioning. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, in a post-Brexit world, you can when swim and eat chicken. You can learn to swim and then eat it at the end. <laughs> imagine people going up and down the pool like, with chickens held out front. It also, for some reason, it reminds... I once met a bloke called... I interviewed him uh, for a documentary. I was in Memphis. He was called Jimmy D, this bloke. Oh, yes. And he knew Elvis when Elvis was a boy. And he, wow. he didn't like Elvis until he used to call him the baby. Right. And Jimmy Denson described <laughs> Sorry, Elvis... Sorry, weird insult. I know. <laughs> and he, he, he described him to... He said he was a truck-jumping, drug-taking, infantile oh. idiot... Just like his grandmother. That's <laughs> what he said to me. <laughs> I mean, imagine if, if Jimmy D was in the House of Commons. <laughs> the Speaker would have his work cut out. <laughs> Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. 
One thing I will say about this week's news with the uh, to in and fro in is that I've uh, I've got a new word entered my what vocabulary is it? lexicon. Oh yeah, yeah, and that is prorogue. <gasps> yeah, yes. never knew prorogue. No, I didn't. No. I haven't felt this excited since metatarsal. <laughs> but don't you find when you learn the new word, I'm very proud. I, I have to sort of say it as if I knew it for years, and I overuse it as well. I, um, of course, I have to start messing about with it. I yeah. think a lot of the British actresses of the 1950s and 60s were pro-rogue. Yes. They all went out oh. with gangsters. You can see why it appealed to Boris, who's, yeah. whose career is somewhat based on being, you know, a charming rogue, it seems. Indeed. Did you, um, I noted with interest that, um, well, I've been obsessed, noted with interest slash obsessed by what's been banned since I... Um, saw the language that was disallowed, like the name, you can't also say the word stall pigeon or swine or git. No, you can't say git. Sorry about that, Frank. May as well tip my mouth up there, three <laughs> of my big users. Yeah. Also, there goes Frank's chances of standing. Yeah. No, gits allowed, Frank. By the way, I, 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 um, I may have confused people earlier when I said I was a member of the Wings fan club. Oh, yeah. oh, yes. Wings were the sort of, uh, in case our younger listeners, I guess both of you, <laughs> um, um, they uh, Wings were the spin-off band from The Beatles, mm-hmm. which Paul McCartney took, and I, I was a card-carrying member oh, of yeah. that fan club. Very underrated. Yeah, I think so. Um, I was in other fan clubs as well, but not ones I'm really going to mention on the radio show, but I will say that it turns out that all that glitters is not gold. (laughs) 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 Um, Yeah, who were you in? Who were your fan clubs? Tufty. Oh, yeah, Tofty. Was that a fan club? It was a fan club, wasn't it? Was it was a road safety club. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And our, um, our patron was a squirrel. Yeah, I remember yeah. Tofty used to he used to cross the road and show children how to do it. Yeah. I don't know, anyone who's ever noticed the amount of roadkill on motorways <laughs> <laughs> wouldn't necessarily go to a, a native rodent. No, we had some, some issues with safety. our ambassador, I grant you. <clears throat> exactly. Yeah. I worked with the Green Cross man. Dave Powell? Yeah. yeah, I worked with him in full uniform. Hang on, was this pre-Darth Vader? Yes, no, it was post, post-Darth Vader, but he still had, uh, he still had the, the Green Cross man out. What they call a side hustle these days. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he never... He kept that going. That, <laughs> yeah. that was, he, he, was, he kept that plate spinning, Green <laughs> yeah. Cross man. I love that. I think that was, that was a useful thing to do. It was a bit like... Who was the X Factor presenter? Kate Thornton. And even when she was presenting the X Factor, she'd never gave up her journalism. She'd pop up in the Sunday Times offices and do a oh, column right. or two. That's good, isn't it? Because I think she'll have something to fall back on. What about her chocolate cabin? Is that still going? Thornton's chocolate cabin. Oh, I see. I'm not familiar with that. They they are the the chocolatiers uh, par excellence, Thornton. Uh Um, What about, what did you make this week of the reclining uh, Jacob Rees-Mogg? Well... Well, I have mixed feelings because I am posture police domestically in my house. Yeah, I am, well, you're you're a man of good posture. I'm one of those. I would, I would I'm one say. of those dads oh. that shouts at the kids. Sit up, turn your tummy <laughs> muscles on. Yeah. And I, and I occasionally shout. <laughs> I love. That. And this is something that I, <laughs> I have to play this out. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it's one of those moments when Al, well, the uh, He Man. <laughs> 
Well, occasionally, and I would, I'm, I'm going to give this out as a civic duty. Yeah. I also have been known to shout at both of my children and occasionally at other kids that are visiting. Um, shoulder poison. Which um, what's that? Somebody oh. told me in uh, in a in a class once that ears are shoulder poison. <gasps> if your brilliant. ears are near your shoulders, oh. that's shoulder poison. So you have to... So all, you really, all you really need to do is try and keep that gap. Frank, we, bo- we both did it and we yeah, looked about 17% better. Loads better, Did we? Yeah. Ears are shoulder poison. There's people around the nation now just straightened up and looking a lot better. Frank, let's yeah. see you do it. Yeah, but it. what about Gladstone Small? <laughs> <laughs> I wish you'd just think about people in general. <laughs> Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. So ears a shoulder poison. Just yeah. try and keep them. Frank. I'm going to remember Frank. that. Frank. Your... What I'm going to do is have um, get some hypodermic syringe earrings yeah. made with poison in them. That'd be a great idea. Mm. So I actually keep my shoulders down. So it's yeah, a, it's I a am good a, tip. I'm a See, bit that of could be please. absolute sense. <laughs> <laughs> that could have been one of Alan's. Um, What's the actual phrase then, Alan? If you want to make it succinct, ears are shoulder poison. But I also just sometimes shout poison because my <laughs> kids are so used to me saying it that it's now become shorthand around. You know, like um, rag and bone men, and it doesn't sound like rag and bone. Or or order from the speaker of the house. Do you so, think Alan's so shtick should be that it shouldn't be any longer than four? It's four words or less. I that's strict. Let's not set two. You know. <laughs> <laughs> this could go on for years. Let's... Five item. Sometimes borders make us better. So, yeah. <laughs> you're right, positive constraints. Um, I, uh, that'd be a, that'd I be a good... Uh, that would be a good uh, Brexit agreement. <laughs> Sometimes <laughs> borders, borders make, make us, us better. Be a good thing for the, uh, the backstop. Yeah. So I... I do have mixed feelings about it because I am the slouching police at home. Yes. However, I did look at that and it became a meme and everybody was joking oh, yeah. about it. My main thing was I got real envy of how comfortable he looked in pinstripe suit because I yeah. always feel like I walk a bit taller and a bit boxier in a suit. Yes. And he genuinely looked like he was comfortable enough to do a long-haul flight. Well, I wonder about that. He thing. looked very at ease. It's that thing where you imagine there was a pinstripe baby grow Amazing. at some point. I wondered if he was just... After all these years, finally weighed down by his lapels, <laughs> <laughs> and was just to help help me. Someone help, help me, please. And people just thought he was lounging. They call- you know when you see those blokes doing what? What do they call bench presses? Yeah, it'd be like that when when you realise no, you can't hold good. you can't hold it yeah. anymore. He went. They were calling it on, on the internet accidental renaissance, weren't they? Oh, nice. Because he looked like it was very Rubens. It was very oh, it was that. He looked like uh, nude portraits. It was uh, death of Marat. Death of Marat. Yeah. He looked like. Yeah, he. Do you know he's uh, twelve years younger than me? Is he? <laughs> Not in spirit. Well, I know this because, as you may recall, I met him when I was a young woman. Oh, did you? I didn't recall that. Where? When? He was at university with a friend of mine, and I was doing an interview for that university. So she said, we're going to meet my friend Jacob. So he was in, I think he was in his last year, and I was coming to look at it. And um, I... What did he study? Do you know? I can't. 
can't remember. I'm sure there was Greek involved. Right, okay. I'm sure there oh, were some yeah. classics. I don't think it was hotel management, put it that way. They for PPE, don't they? I, I think did, it might uh, have been PPE. I think he did BTEC leisure. <laughs> 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 now, go on, so you met him. <laughs> And she said, we're going to see Jacob. Now, I'd only, I was looking around universities, but I, I'd, I imagined most student accommodation to be largely the same, which was a mattress, maybe a mm. bit dirty. And back in those days, an ashtray, I'm afraid. Yeah. Uh, mm. Angle poise lamp, cork board. You get it, boys. You've seen them. Lava lamp. You, you've got it out. Lava lamp. We, you've seen a lot. We've both seen a lot. Um, we knocked on the door and it was a baronial hall. I've never seen anything like it. There was oak panelling everywhere. He had classical music playing. Oh, wow. <laughs> and I never forgot something, <laughs> which is what I saw on those House of Commons front benches. These lo- First thing I saw was these long twig-like posh legs crossed. Ah. Crossed as he sat working, obviously. And my friend introduced me. She said, this is my friend Emily. He, did, he, he sort of looked at me. He didn't say very much. Was there a student sort of signs at all of him being... No, there were, there were old books. There <laughs> were sort of antique books. There was a traffic cone, but it was on a medieval <laughs> suit of armour. <laughs> he said at one point... I know we've got to break it, but, I, but my friend introduced me and she said, this is Emily. And he sort of looked me over, didn't say much. And she said, Emily's uh, planning on reading English here. And he said, he just turned around in this chair and he said, what were your A-level results? I said... How old was he at this point? 19, 20. <laughs> I said, um, I was shaking. I said, uh, I, I got two A's and a B. And he looked at me and he said, I sincerely hope the B wasn't in English. <laughs> and I, I said, no, it wasn't, it wasn't. He said, OK. Sounds, he sounds all right. I mean, he did. He makes did. a good point. Yeah. You don't want to. Yeah. It wasn't. Can I just say the B wasn't in English? Okay. No, no. Well, we never judgment. thought. We never thought that for a second. And um, he went back to his uh, books. Yeah. And I bet they were like dusty old leather-bound tomes rather a, than a swishy paperback. There was a lot of Chaucer. <sighs> He's, he lives. It's like when I went backstage for, to Darren Brown, and he was um, he was sitting in a chair with opera playing. <laughs> Just and he was silhouetted against the window. I mean, it was absolutely amazing. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Um, one redeeming feature about whatever you may think of Jacob Rees Mogg, whether you be pro or anti. Mm-hmm. Um, As he, I call him, you should put that music on when you discuss him, really, or some classy. Oh yeah, I don't have any classic no, stuff we don't at my do fingertips. But he, um, he did what I think is the funniest joke ever done by a politician. <laughs> oh, excellent! I know that's not a tough, mm. um, tough core. But he did do one joke, and it was like an Instagram post, which I thought was... I really properly laughed out loud at it. Mm. Are you familiar with what I'm talking about? I don't know. I am. Do you know his son? He's got a son about... I think he's about 11 or 12, who looks exactly like Jacob and dresses like Jacob. (laughs) Has got the glasses and everything. So there's a picture that he posted... And it's the two of them standing together, both with big vote conservative rosettes. Oh, they look like identical, like mini-me, John. Mm-hmm. 
And they're standing outside a tattoo parlour and piercing uh, place. And on the, there's a po- two posters on the window of this uh, tattoo parlour that say vote Labour. And it's got a picture of the two of them in their rosette standing outside this, like tattoos and piercing. And, and the caption he's put is, we shall have to take our business elsewhere. <laughs> Now that, whatever you think of him, is a brilliant joke. And also a recognition of what they look like and how inappropriate they are in that. Oh, man, I love it. It's a fine joke. He deserved a lie down after that joke. (laughs) (laughs) We'll have to take (laughs) (laughs) out. Oh, Jacob. Result. (laughs) He did what that pose he was in, though. It's sort of well, there's that pose, and then there's the pose I I mentioned earlier, which I saw him in when I met him, which is the the posh man with the twig legs, sort of, and they're crossed over each other. Yeah, I don't mean to body shame. No, you know, he's a he's a slim man, Mm -hmm. but it is posh men always have those spindly legs crossed over each other, and often one arm dangled languorously across mm-hmm. across the... Well, when I... Um, obviously, I grew up reading a lot of football books and the early winners of the FA Cup were often teams like Old Etonians and Old yes. Carthusians. And when you see the team shots of them, there are players sitting in the normal and there's always blokes just sort of lying on the floor <laughs> like they fell out of a helicopter. <laughs> I think it's just like a posh thing. That it's confidence, isn't that what it's all about? Mm. Supreme confidence. If I was sitting in the House of Commons, I'd be so edgy. I'd be sitting, you know, my, it'd be poison. I'd be absolutely sitting there. <laughs> way. But he's, they're at home everywhere, those. I mean, it's, yes. I must admit, I do envy you. Yeah. Yes. When I first started going to posh restaurants... Um, down in London, if I was wherever I was with, I would let them go in first because I used to be a little bit uneasy. Oh. I didn't feel I had the right. You've got but the your right, public right? school guys. They just march in. Yeah, I, I do kind of. Oh, no, like, I don't. I gravitate towards the Northerners. D- uh, yeah, well, you know, depends. Yeah. I, is that, isn't that Tuesdays and Wednesdays? <laughs> <laughs> Frank Skinner, Absolute Radio. We've uh, we heard from the outside world on some of the several topics that we've oh, got well, spinning. Oh, that, that's here. Uh, 207 has texted, re-chlorinated chicken. Uh-huh. I was watching the news last week when the subject of said chlorinated chickens was mentioned in the Brexit context. What else? My wife, who was in the room but had lost interest, started ranting about Boris and saying, thanks to that clown, we'll all be eating coronation chicken and I hate that. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe if he was insulting the Queen about, about mm. not handing over the uh, the throne to Charles, he would say there's only one coronation chicken in this house. That'd be lovely. Huh? Mm. You know what I don't like is the fact no. that they started uh, calling the group the Rebel Alliance. You know oh, I quite like the Star Wars. <laughs> of course you do. Of course you do. It's your world's colliding. I like but the Rebel Alliance. I don't like when politics yeah. starts nicking pop culture because I want them to be sort of dusty. I like it when they're called stuff like the 1922 Committee and the Fabian Society. Yes, I know what you mean. I do like the traditions. I yeah. like the weird old... I like the rules like you must not wear a suit of armour. 
into yes. the House of Commons. Yeah, but the Rebel Alliance better get some money together if they're going to build their own X-Wings. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. 990 quid. Especially for Boris. Um, what, um... Oh, we had an email we wanted to share. Why has it gone all quiet? I don't know, because... You, I thought you were going to no read it. Well, I was going to read it. I, I tell us it. I was I meant to do it. Um, so this is uh, from Prisoner 855. Uh-huh. Dear friends... In reference to elaborate joke playing from a couple of weeks back... Oh, yeah. Now, where did this come from? Um, someone did a very... Uh... It was... I think it was... Um, was it Gary Shandling walking past someone in a T-shirt that had that... Oh, yeah, it was Jonathan Ross, of course. Oh, yes, did, of course. Uh, did, did made posters especially <laughs> made to fool uh, Emily That's in Edinburgh. Right. We went to Gary Shandling. And then I sang the praises of people who go the extra mile for a yes. mystical joke. So, um, Prisoner855 continues, I'm reminded of a joke played at a friend's workplace. This chap came into work quite upset. His boss asked the matter, and it turned out he was reading The Shining and was rather freaked out. Wow. It's a scary book. This Have you read it? Oh, is it? Yeah, it's scary. Oh, okay. This continued... Sorry, you sound so scary. like two blokes in the pub. I well, love we are it. on one level. I know, but when so you if, say... If it's left shining. alone, Frank and I can sound like two guys in a Weatherspoon. That's part of the problem. <laughs> it's when Frank says... <laughs> That's why you're here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank what's God for the me. Scare, what's the scariest okay. book you've ever read, Al? Um, it would be a Stephen King. I don't know if it yes. is The Shining. But, yeah, he's good at that. Uh, yeah. I put my hand up. Um, I'm putting this in the context of the time. I read some... I started reading James Herbert novels. Oh, when, yeah. Uh, I don't know, novels. Um, there was The Rats, I yeah. think. I remember oh. I told you I met him and I said I couldn't finish... Well, them all. I couldn't finish The Fog because it was too scary. Yeah. He said, oh, I when I said I couldn't finish, he went, oh. When I said it was too <laughs> scary, he went, oh, that's all right. <laughs> what about you, Frank? Scariest book? Uh, the Road, Cormac McCarthy. Oh, Ooh, that's on my possible next... In my next few... Oh, God, I might... that... See, that was like this bloke, though, is that the book... It used to really upset me when I read mm. it, but it's so good I had to finish right. it. So I used to... Towards the end, I started reading it only in daylight. <laughs> <laughs> That's a... Anyway, back to The Shining. OK. Meanwhile, over at The Shining, uh, this continued for a few days. This is this uh, chap reading The Shining and being, you know, freaked out. This continued for a few days, whereupon the chap mentioned he couldn't sleep in the same room as the book, but was determined to finish it. Can we leave it there on a cliffhanger? Oh, wow. OK. What is the practical joke okay. going to be? <laughs> Stay tuned. <laughs> this is Frank Skinner. Skinner. This is Absolute Radio. We've just had a text from 715. Hi, team. Just purchased The Road on Frank's recommendation. <laughs> wow. Not, not sure wow. why. I hate scary books. That is all. Well, <laughs> but it's more, there's more to it than that. Yeah. I mean, yes. but it is, uh, as dystopian novels go, it's mm. bleak. Well, I mean... Good. Enjoy. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Can that person let me know what they thought of it when they yeah. finished it, please? Well, I'm saying, yeah, on their behalf. Okay. <laughs> So we'd left our readers on something of a cliffhanger. Do you want to briefly sum up, Frank? Yes, yeah, so they were, he worked with a guy who was reading The Shining and was so frightened it mm. was freaking him out, but at the same time he was loving it so much. Yeah. Just like me with The Road. He, he couldn't not read it. 
Yeah, and his boss had asked him if he was okay because he was concerned about him, so outward were these signs. The next day, he came in to say he was so scared that he'd resolved to throw the book into the sea. <laughs> he lived in Brighton. So easily done. Mm-hmm. The boss promptly purchased an exact replica copy of the book, soaked it overnight and left the copy of The Shining in the desk drawer of the chap to be found the following morning. <laughs> Excellent. Prisoner 855. I love it. I know absolutely the effort that's gone to, but also imagine <gasps> just those oh. could be a minute, could be as much as a minute or two minutes before the oh. bloke thinks, hold on a minute. Oh. <laughs> no offence, Frank, but given that your idea of a practical joke is saying the to- help the toilet's broken. Yes. <laughs> and I've done a few on this. My car's been stolen. My- yeah. <laughs> Just my about most, my most impactful was that I'd said yes to co-hosting a show with Gok Wan, mm-hmm. in which I wore avant-garde outfits, walked around um, northern towns and cities and asked people for their opinions. And it was called, I think it was called, Why Are You Wearing That? Yeah. <laughs> and my partner, having told her I'd said yes, said, well, we need to, we need to split up. You're not the person I thought you were. <laughs> <laughs> so that was, yeah. yeah. I don't know if you said that went well or it, or it went bad. <laughs> really well, really well. Is there any other outside world news before I wrap up this uh, crazy old extravaganza? 373 has said, sorry, Frank, I seem to remember it was called Wings Fun Club um, rather it? than Wings Fan Club and the newsletter Club Sandwich. And they say, yes, very underrated. Thanks, Tony Sharp. I don't oh, know. Yes. Well, I don't remember either of those uh, I can't facts. confirm the veracity of that. And Roger Cook, um, no, not him, no. says, Morning all, the surname felt spelt? I said felt. The surname spelt Featherstone Hall is pronounced Fanshawe. Yes, oh. keep up the good work. So wow. I wonder if Simon Fanshawe is really Featherstone Hall. Oh, maybe. Maybe Simon Fanshawe was the man who read in The Shining. He lives in Brighton. <laughs> It's quite a leap. It is a leap, I'll give you that. But if it works, it'll yeah. be a Darren Brown moment all of my own. Yeah. So, look, can I say before we go, by the way, that um, on Sunday the 24th of November, yeah. Absolute, Absolute Radio is um, live at the London Palladium, in a way, in that it's a night of comedy. And it's that you can get tickets for this now. 24th of November, I'm hosting it. There is some... Well, it's packed with brilliant comics. I won't list them all, but... I'm uh, doing backstage interviews, thank you. Oh, well, you're fantastic. Mm. Uh, anyway, it's, it's, for, it's also raises money. Not Also, the main reason is it raises money for Stand Up to Cancer. So you can buy your tickets from the Absolute Radio web... Uh, web, web, or <laughs> <laughs> web site. And... Um, <laughs> oh, I've worked so hard. It was that all bossed, I suppose. <laughs> So, look, um, thank you so much for listening to our show. And if the good Lord spares us and the creeks don't rise, we'll be back again this time next week. Now, get out. This is Frank Skinner. This is Absolute Radio.